What's up, everybody? It's the Average Podcast, episode 51. Uh, today, we're brought to you by the Hilliards Station, Bar, and Venue. Uh, so thanks to them for having us here. They're giving us drinks, food, eventually, whenever we get that, too. Um, but, like, they just, they used to be the formerly known Sports on Tap. They revamped everything uh, the menu, from the menu to the ownership. They're just a whole new vibe. Um, come check that out. You know, grab a beer, too. Mention the Average. Don't mention my name because you might get thrown out, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but today we have a special guest. Um, I'm very excited for this. I've been looking forward to this for a long time, but uh, he plays in a band that has toured with the likes of Shinedown, the Five Finger Death Punch, Bad Wolves, and Breaking Benjamin, just to name a few. Uh, not only has he played on the Rock on the Range here in Columbus multiple, multiple times, uh, but they've headlined their own tour across the U.S., the Russia, Japan, Europe, all around. I mean, shit, anywhere you name it, they've been there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just recently, they made the Forbes magazine for having 2 billion streams um, across all platforms. That's a billion with a B, not a million. I mean, that's, that's ridiculous. Uh, but it, it's platforms for all three of their albums, uh, transmissions, vessels, divisions, uh, I mean, you can catch them on tour this summer and all across the U.S. starting July 20th in Cleveland, looping back around uh, August 21st here in Columbus. Ladies and gentlemen, the drummer for Columbus's own star set, yeah, Adam Gilbert. Sweet. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. This is uh, fun. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. Hope you liked that. That took me a while to try to write down. Dude, sounded great. <laughs> you only practiced it five times before we did this. So. I know, right? Oh, man. Yeah, thank you for coming out. Like this is like it's, we, I'm glad we finally got to do this. It's been a couple of weeks of we trying to just going back and forth, trying yeah. to figure this out. And one scheduling yeah. wise, and like I said, the fact that you're going on tour again, we had to make this happen a lot sooner than later. Right, and I mean, yeah, and things changed. It was supposed to be July 1st, and it got pushed a little bit. So, uh, so thankfully, we, we had a couple more weeks to try to get this done. Yeah, so thanks for having me. This is awesome. I no problem, man. Um, like I said, I was trying to explain uh, a little earlier that like I've been a fan of Star Set for a little bit now. Uh, I'll tell you a story real quick. So back in 2016 to December, um, right before you guys launched your second album, uh, I did. I used to work for DirecTV, and I actually did. Oh, yeah. I did a service call for your bassist Ron, oh, yeah. and uh, he doesn't live there anymore, by the way. So. Yeah, <laughs> and just talking to him. Um, it's funny because at the time, like I didn't. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't know who Starset was. He mentioned, I was like, hey, what do you do for a living? He's like, oh, I know I'm in a band. Um, I'm like, oh, that's cool. He's like, yeah, I'm a starship. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. That I can't say I've, I've, I've ever heard of it. And like, I'm more of like into rap and like a little something like that. He's like, oh, that's no problem. Um, he's like, if I, had a, if I would have had a CD, I would have gave it to you. It's like that too, but we ran out. Um, he's like, we have a show coming up. And I think then it was like January. I'm like, that's right around my birthday. It'd be sweet to go. That was see. the first show for Divisions, right? That was, uh, or was it Vessels? That Vessels. was Vessels. It came yeah. out the same day. We learned quick not to start in, in our hometown. We yeah. end in our hometown. <laughs> got to practice that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, after I did that job, I went back to my in my van, and I, like, I immediately looked up Star Set. The first song that came on is My Demons, and I heard it before on the radio, and I was pissed that I didn't recognize <laughs> it at the time. Dude, that's so common. You, I, I, we get that. No joke, this happened before the show. Yeah. You get that at concerts. Really? We had someone come up and go, dude, we love that cover you did of My Demons. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're opening up for Hailstorm right now and Pretty yeah. Reckless or, you know, Breaking Benjamin, all these bands. That's, that's our song. Like, what? That's your song? Wait, you got, like, we're in spacesuits, man. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's our song. But yeah. that's very common. So many people 
know the songs. And yeah. I think that's kind of just accredited to how fast you can click on a song online or Spotify. Like, I don't like this next. I don't like, you know, I yeah. shuffle radio for one song of one random band and you have 10 bands you've never heard of. Yeah. So a lot of people just hear the song yeah. and hopefully they download it. But if not, whatever, as long as they're getting it, you know. But then they're like, wait, that was that band? That's so common, you know. Yeah. It's, it's funny, but it happens all over the place. That's awesome. Yeah, because like I said, uh, I ended up right then and there, I bought the album uh, Vessels, because right, uh, or uh, Transmissions, because Vessels wasn't out yet. Um, and then bought the tickets to the show, because like I said, it was right around my birthday. Yeah. I think it was January like 20th or something right? like that. Yeah. So, because right actually it was supposed to be at Newport, and you guys sold out for the yep. first time, and they moved it to Express we, Live. We did pre-production at Newport for three days before that run. The only reason we could do that was because they moved our show. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of crazy. We had to practice. Because you want to get that feel yeah. of a concert. If you're, We have a big garage. It's just not the same. You know, yeah. like, I can go in there and play for three hours, and I'm like, man. And you need that inspiration. You need the people. You know, without yeah. people, it's such a different just a different ball game because right. you're, you're it's not about people looking at me because i'm like ooh, look at me it's just dude we we have had so many people so like embrace us it's amazing you know mm-hmm. it we're so fortunate to have the fan base we do because it's so it's so broad right we have so many different kinds of people that do artwork they build you know i have this cool thing coming out i'm making live edge drum pads no one's doing that thing yet. So yeah. I got this guy who's a good buddy of mine. I went to Sturgis with him last year by chance. So, you know, you just you make those friends. And now at this point, I have more friends probably outside of Ohio yeah. or Columbus, at least, that I just I miss them because we can't travel as much. The tour coming up is going to be really cool. Yeah. Uh, quite different with the acoustic. But just having that exposure and going back to see your friends again, you know, that's just like a really cool thing. Like my buddy moved from New York to Colorado. Now it's like, hey, sweet, I got a friend in Colorado now. Yeah. So it kind of feels like home, you know. and. Stuff like this makes me feel like I'm at home, too, because it's, it's about the outreach. It's about the connection with the people. And if the music resonates with you, well, obviously, this is my life, dude. Yeah. Ask me any song. I know every single beat, like, better than the back of my hand. I don't know what the back of my hand looks like, but <laughs> you got you to gotta live it, you know, if you're going to love it. Like, I can't help it. Right. If we play on touch tunes, I'm just sitting there like, yeah. <laughs> stop, I can't. I don't want to do this. I just want to enjoy the time. But, right. yeah, it's definitely, it's cool because there's a, a, quite a... You know, not just the diversity, but just the range of people, like from Russia to China, yeah. Australia, Japan, Canada. You know, we've we left on a Wednesday to go to China to play for the World Championships of Counter Strike. Oh no shit! You know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. First of all, in China, why would they have cops versus terrorists? <laughs> why would they have stars at the band of self awareness? <laughs> you know, like there's some things that I, I wanted to ask questions, but I didn't. So yeah. we show up there on Friday because we flew all Thursday. Yeah. Friday night, we did a rehearsal to play Saturday night to play three songs from 7 to 7.15. Mm-hmm. And then we left Sunday to land on Monday in Columbus again. <laughs> wow. Jeez. That's, that was our, that's our craziest like, travel. Uh, I, yeah. I mean, we've been all over Russia, but to go to China for one day, literally a day. Yeah. I just, left my toothbrush and my hoodie there. <laughs> Dang it. Like, the adrenaline that. probably keeps you up, though. I mean, just the fun and everything. I mean, it's like, I, I can't saw three sleep. birds. Yeah. <laughs> They have the, the apartments, like the way they have to just kind of stash people there. Yeah. Like there's, okay, we got this nice high-rise downtown Columbus. There's three buildings that are all matched. There's 20. Yeah. And then next to it is 14. Oh. And then a little bit down the freeway, mm-hmm. and they have closed-circuit television, so they always know where you're at. Like, it's, it's a different lifestyle there. And people, yeah. I wish more people could get that exposure yeah. because then you're going to come back to a place like this, and it's just like, dude, we can sit here and do this. Appreciate just appreciate it. Yeah. You know, there's, right, right. it's just different. It's a different way of life and a different way of thinking honestly right and i think that's what's important that people are kind of missing is like you can literally create problems for yourself 
in this country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not really like that. If you land in Germany, mm-hmm. I can't speak the language. Yeah. Next day, we're in France. The day after that, we're going, you know, I've been to Belarus and Ukraine. Like, you, you got to kind of, you got to really embrace where you're at and let it be you. Don't yeah. be you there. Because right. the more you do that, the less you learn and the more people aren't going to like you because they're just like, who is this guy? You know, I, I've known Makes some sense. really cool people on tour that are really big artists and they're awesome. I know some really tiny artists that are on tour and they're terrible. I'm just like, why would you act like that? Because right. it doesn't make, it doesn't help people. Yeah. So what are you doing it for? Yourself. Right, yeah. And that's, a, that's a, against what Starset is all about. If you know Starset, then mm-hmm. ignorance is slavery, knowledge is freedom. That's on, tattooed on probably 500 people right now, yeah. you know, or more. Yeah. And when you think about that, you're like, okay, I'm wearing this jersey for this band. Mm-hmm. So whether I'm in Ohio, California, China, wherever, you've got to wear that jersey the right yeah, way. Represent. I'm also representing America. Mm-hmm. And I hope I can go do that again with, you know, with the next healthy couple of months and a couple of years yeah so that way people can really start embracing music again because everyone just kind of shuts their mouth at concerts and just gets along and just yeah. you're there you already got someone in common if you, you already drive a car you're already right. a person but hey you got this band you like in common yeah that's what i love about what we do at star set it's just we bring we bring parents that bring their kids to our shows yeah and i love that yep. my parents are my biggest fan you know they mm-hmm. talk about it all the time they'll tell you Hey, do you know the band? Well, this is my son over here. Like, I, I love it, but you know, I'm at the concert right now. I can't. I gotta go backstage now. There's too many people. I was trying to go to the bathroom. I mean, I remember, like, so that that was that the first concert there at the LC. I remember because I was up. We went up top. And I think I met like I don't know if it was, I met some of some of you guys' parents. I don't know, parents and, you probably met Brock's dad. It might have been. I mean, like I said, there was a couple different families there when we, yeah. when we did that. Because we I went to that concert, then I went to the following one, uh, which was at the LC as well. And that the most recent one I was not able to go to because I think I'm probably one of my kids. That was the last time we played in America, November first, two thousand nineteen. Really? Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because it was uh, after we that, it was we did go to Europe and Russia that next year, like early February to like March fifteenth. Yeah. So um, we had to cancel fifteen of those Russian shows. We did five of them. Yeah. We actually were also supposed to play Milan, Italy, on March second, and they extended their COVID ban March first. So we just avoided Italy altogether. Yeah. Kind of, you know, got lucky with that. But I mean, there was really no issues. Our promoters in Russia, Sergey and yeah. Marina, of course. <laughs> Marina's awesome. She's a good friend of mine. Uh, actually, she bought some of my drum abuse merch, so I have a coffee mug in Russia now. There you go. But uh, they, they, you know, really help us out a lot. But every day they'd give us two Corona beers as a joke. And we're like, this is, <laughs> this is serious, right? They're like, hey, my, you know, okay. we're like, whatever. So we flew home just fine. Yeah. No issues at all. No one even got sick. Because when you go. travel, you just got to stay healthy. And yeah. This is fun. This isn't how you do your job. And right. that's kind of where people forget. Like I got a buddy coming out on Tuesday and then another buddy Wednesday and Thursday. And each of those three people want like, to go, go hard. And it's yeah. like, dude, I, yeah. I got to take a break because mm-hmm. I can't do my job at 9.30 then p.m. Right. Most people are working all day to have fun. I'm like, just lasting until I can go play to have fun afterwards. It's yeah, it's definitely a different job now that we're eight years in and we still do most of the stuff ourselves. You know, I we remember, don't really have a huge crew. We have an awesome crew, but it's not yeah. huge. It's four, four people. Maybe I remember seeing, uh, one, I think you were talking about earlier, you guys are in your, your little, uh, tights. Were, like before the show started, you guys still had to put everything on stage, and you'd oh, see God. somebody run across the stage or whatnot. It was that like, long ago you saw us. Yeah. Like I said, I was, it was, I saw that, that all because of that interaction I had with Ron, and I immediately went and bought the tickets and went to the show. Like I said, and then I saw, and then my wife uh, got her on it. My son, he was on YouTube all the time, and so like, uh, he watches dinosaur stuff, and they'll like put 
my demons or monster or something like that on the track of like dinosaurs and i was playing it one time like oh that's a Jurassic that Jurassic world song i'm like nobody <laughs> <laughs> that's that's kind of partially credited to how star set really got out there there's a guy who did I, I, i'm kind of ignorant to the actual yeah. statistics but it was like 100 million views on like a halo 100 yeah, 100 streak something like that kill yeah. or 100 kill streak i don't play video it. games sorry i play crash bandicoot and golf Hey, my girlfriend. So, um, but we kill it. Um, so yeah, well, he got this like hundred million views. So hey, it's a hundred million streams, right? And now we're we're coming up on three billion streams. I was wondering. And it's actually the that. second time that Forbes wrote about us. So I don't even know Forbes knew about rock music. I didn't either yeah. until I read that article. Yeah, they probably just know my singer. They probably don't know who I am. But, <laughs> but yeah, it, some of those numbers, man. I'm good friends with one of our buddies who discovered us down uh-huh. in Parkersburg, West Virginia, at a little place. Oh man, Sixpence Pub. Okay. And a guy named Jeff, he's a really good friend of mine. If I, you know, hey, man, I'm, I'm doing this. I just was wondering about some numbers. He'll send me statistics. Dude, we've been probably doing a million plays a week on Pandora for, since, like, 2015. That's and insane. that's random song. So yeah. a song like It Has Begun, if you know Star yeah. Set, that's, like, our second or third biggest song. Mm-hmm. My Demons is, like, 160 million on Spotify. It Has Begun's like, 60 right million. Yeah. And it's not that it's not a – it's a great song. We mm-hmm. play it every concert. But it's not the, the hits that you're expecting mm-hmm. people to just yeah. – latch on to so yeah. I, I hope that organic side of music kind of comes back so it's not just about you know the, the Justin Bieber baby or you know all yeah. the other pop yeah, artists that there. are just kind of just fitting the mold and just making money off of you like think about it differently and it's just making money off of you just buy one song buy one song well a yeah. million people spend a dollar that's a million dollars right spend it on me you know drumabuse.com <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah uh, I don't want to say on that yeah cause like so who was running across the stage? Do you remember? Blonde hair or brown hair? I want to say it was Ron. I think it was, it was probably hair. Ron, yeah, because yeah, we had yeah, a lot of electronic. Do we have the screen? You have, no. Just, okay. the, just the cubes. Yeah. Actually, yeah. you guys have grown. Even from, the, even from the second show that I saw, because I knew you guys had, like, then you had, like, it was like a keyboard, but it wasn't. Like yeah, that screen. was called the emulator. Right. And then you guys also had, like, the app on your phone. You guys pulled it. Yeah, oh, the, yeah. Like, that that's the... Um, like Pokemon Go, what do you call that? The Star Set app. Uh, but are you talking about when you put it over the stage and yeah. spaceships fly over? What's it called? Yeah, it just said Star Set app. That's, that's all I downloaded. Yeah, but what's the, <laughs> what's the technology <laughs> called? It's uh, not 3D. Holograms? No, it's... Um, anyways. QR? Oh, yeah, QR. I think you're talking about... Yeah. No, so you have your phone on, on the app. And you know you play Pokemon Go and you look and there's yeah. Pikachu on the table? Yeah. You look yeah, at our yeah. stage and a spaceship flew over. Uh, right. Augmented AR. reality. AR. AR. So that was – and you know what was crazy about that? I, I always – my singer is so – he's brilliant. He – that – in order to do something like AR, mm-hmm. we had to be on a universal clock because all the phones had to sync up to the app to uh, that yeah, yeah, actual yeah. video. Right. So they had people in multiple states like – one, two, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Launch code. Just so it would just time right. And we also had other, huh. you know, launch, just special things that we're trying to do to make it crazy. Like, you can look at our posters on the wall, and you can read different things, or they move. But that's not just like it happens overnight. And that, oh, no. there's so yeah. much that we've gone through just looking like yeah. black spandex with no pads. Now we have augmented reality. You know, right? it's not yeah, just like that. It's eight years we've been working hard all over the world and had great opportunities with bands like Breaking Benjamin. They really... They really hit it off awesomely with us. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just great dudes. And to grow up with a band like that as, like, my heroes, yeah. it's just, they're just cool, du- cool dudes. It's like right. a dream come true to do that. You know, it's been, like, almost five years since we toured with them. But to get that exposure, other bands, like, 10 years, mm-hmm. Young Guns. We toured with bands like Framing Hanley and Gemini Syndrome. I might be going kind of deep for some people. But all these bands are still 
they're like they're staples, but they're some of them are a little bit smaller that still hit their niche market. Some of them get so big that they're just mm-hmm. like we only play one festival this year, and they still made two hundred grand. So right. it's just about I think more about the passion and finding yeah. not just the augmented reality, the cool things, mm-hmm. but if you find a band that's doing something cool, you help make it better. Ultimately, for bands, especially like it what is. we're trying to do, because we we I don't even get to see the augmented reality. Yeah, I yeah, can't just be like, oh, that was yeah, a cool man. Turn but you know, okay, one more thing too. Uh, Tool doesn't mm-hmm. allow you to have phones mm-hmm. until they say. Right. So if they see you with your phone, they'll kick you out. But the, the thing about that that's different versus Starset saying, hey, we have an augmented reality app. What? Mm-hmm. Well, both have something in common. If you're not at the Tool show and you're not Starset show looking using your phone, my phone looks different than this person on this side of the stage. The spaceship's coming. This guy is going, going over away. top of me. So it's still about oh your perspective God. of the yeah. show. And that keeps that, like I said, organic. Even though we're so techie-based, we're 90% live. Like we have a couple tracks that we play just – in between songs, yeah. we have video content. We have a big LED wall. We have to have those. Everyone uses Man. them. Whether yeah. you want to believe it or not, everybody uses that stuff. But we embrace it, even from cryo. You know, you can shoot cryo off in the front. Mm-hmm. Guitar player Brock and Ron, the bass player, have cryo nozzles that are custom-made, 3D-printed with two 20-ounce paintball um, tanks in their pack. Yeah. And they thruster, so they, and they jump up, and their arms shoot out cryo from their backpacks. I'm so lucky I don't have to wear one of those things, but man, it's so cool. Yeah, because we're using it as a, as not just like, hey, I can I can buy cryo. Like it's expensive, and mm-hmm. it, they have eight seconds of shot on two twenty ounce tanks for an yeah. hour and a half long show. So they got to wear that because that's where they plug in their suits and everything. Mm-hmm. So, looking at it from a standpoint of like, how do you use the technology you have? We use the emulator. We use the cryo to make it like spacey. Yeah. So for in other bands to have cryo, it's just like, yeah, they got cryo. We got thrusters. Right. You know, eventually we're going to have, hopefully, a moving drum rise that's like a Mars rover, if uh. Dustin's listening. <laughs> you know, we want to have those elements. We finally have a violin and cello player who are incredibly awesome musicians, yeah. Siobhan and Z. Siobhan came from Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Zuzana's out in Vegas. She does a lot of different yeah. uh, pop orchestra stuff around there. But our previous cello player quit because Madonna hired her, Mariko oh, Maranaka. Well. She's... she's that I, I'm, just, I'm really fortunate because our band is so different than other rock bands and people think about it. Yeah. We have musicality. We have dynamics. We have not only a, a crazy cool show, like yeah. cool space suit. So it's like, it's a laser light. It show can be sure. almost yeah. like, man, we have a comic book with Marvel. We have a novel. Yeah. You know, there's too. so many things you can Jeez. dive into a star set. Like I'm getting excited again, you know, cause yeah. it's like, Oh, you can learn about this. It's like, yeah. it's asking questions now. Yeah. Other bands that just have a CD and a vinyl. Okay, well, isn't right. that every band? Right. So yeah. we just want to keep it special for people and really give them something that they know they can look forward to because it's not going to be anything you expect. Yeah. Because we probably don't even know how, what to expect either. Right. <laughs> I was just wondering, like, how, how the hell do you do what you do in a, in a, a suit like that? I mean, yeah, it's got to be hard as hell to drum yeah, as I, well as, like, yeah, hard as hell. I have to. Obviously, <laughs> you have to. Like, it's like, yeah, it gets, it gets pretty warm, but it's just like, you know, football. You love to hate it. You hate to love it. Whatever. That's true. You just get used to it. The first time I wore the spacesuit, we did a two-week tour, and I didn't wear one. And that was oh, December really? of 2013. Yeah. And then March of two, uh, 2014, uh-huh. we were down at South by Southwest, the big music festival in Austin, Texas. That was the first time I wore a suit. And this is like one of the worst venues we ever played in, in Austin. Austin. Yeah. They had a hat. Because they only opened that, really, a lot of the bars shut down until South by Southwest. So, I mean, Jay-Z will be there, but the venue's like half the size of just upstairs here and the, everything's boarded off until that week and so then they just take the boards off the windows and boom you have concerts right so we got a record deal that 
that night we filled up the place got a record deal with um razor and tie is the record okay. label they have bands like all that remains and yeah. i think seven dust um their main gig was kids bop <laughs> so they're like we sold kids bop we're gonna hire a bunch of bands we don't know if they're gonna be doing anything but we got a good chance with that and that was the first time so i like to credit myself a yeah. little bit for getting the record deal because i wore that space it really completed the trio right yeah of the space boys and uh you know ever since then it's just it's camaraderie but it's like a it's a it's brotherhood just like every friend or every brother you live with someone for a month you're probably going to be mad at him for something at some point yeah so this time off has really kind of let us clear our heads we, we didn't have to go to like aa like metallica or something, you know we, we got to do it <laughs> hey we're playing with them in september so i can't wait uh to see you yeah just, um, just kidding <laughs> Yeah, it's just a crazy, it's a fun life, but it can, it can, you know, quickly, as many things I've already talked about, like, yeah. it can already, I can see why people could spiral out of control, because right. it's hard to control sometimes. Mm -hmm. I, I wanted to come to this bar when I grew up here, like, every day, because I just, my friends were here, you know, yeah. just gonna so have you, a good time. You're from Hilliard, did you go to Yep, I'm, I'm the OG Columbus guy from the band. Yeah. Uh, Brock's from Circleville, Dustin's from Salem, Ron's from Chicago, moved to Cleveland, then moved down here. Okay. Violin players from Detroit lives in Miami. Mm -hmm. Cello player lives in Vegas from Czech Republic, though. Oh, so, gotcha. yeah, we're all over. Sound guys out in uh, Oklahoma. Our sound guy, Ryan, he's hilarious. Uh, his main gig for a while was a Whiskey A Go-Go in L.A. <laughs> you know that venue? It's kind of a famous venue. And he's just like, yeah, I'm moving to Oklahoma. We're like, okay, just going to make it happen. <laughs> What's up, everybody? I just want to interrupt the show real quick and let you guys know we have our first sponsor. Uh, it is villain.com. That's V, the number one, L L A I N.com. That's V, the number one, L L A I N.com. Uh, if you're a nerd or a dad like all of us here on the show and love the old school cartoons and superheroes, then go ahead and check out villain.com. It's a local clothing company out of our beautiful city of Columbus, Ohio, um, that works with aspiring and up and coming artists. They have everything from shirts to pillows to hats and skateboards. Uh, the, the cool thing about it is, uh, along with each artist, each getting a commission on the sales, they also donate 5% of the proceeds to uh, creationsforcures.org. That's creationsforcures.org. Also, if you use our promo code AVERAGE at checkout, uh, that's A-V-E-R-A-G-E, -E, you get 15% off your total purchase. Uh, we just want to make you know kids feel like the superheroes they are and help wear, raise awareness and money for the childhood issues and illnesses. Now, uh, TV timeout. Time timeout. No beer. Oh, you're fine. Oh, I'm good for now. I, I'm good I mean, now. maybe in 15 minutes or so we'll come try to find some. Damn. Why? All right. Yeah. Uh, so I know you. Like I said, you worked. I know worked. You. Played out obviously Rock on the Range, and then I actually saw a picture. I think it was on your Instagram that you were crowd surfing at Bullet on My Valentine a long time ago. Like, Dude, yeah, at, that was the first time I ever crowd surfed. Oh that was before Star Set. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, and then to want to go from crowd surfing Being there, there yeah. then to actually playing and then yeah. looking out in the crowd. I mean, how's that? I mean, that's gonna be feel pretty crazy. It's, I mean, it's pretty surreal. Yeah, to, like Rock on the Range is crazy. We played it twice, 2015 mm -hmm. outside, you know, the, the like side stage, yeah. and then 2017 we played main stage. Yeah. At, opened the main stage for 30,000 people. Right. I don't remember a second of it, but I, ha I have it on GoPro. Yeah. So, you know, like the adrenaline is crazy. Right. Like your hometown, I have the cube as well. So yep. when I'm in that cube and it's going frosted and clear, I don't have it anymore, thankfully. I mean, it was, it was a cool thing. I'm yeah. so glad we did something like that because that eventually became my office. You know, that was my yeah. space. I built it on, like 
to the point where I'm just like, I'm just going to go get it done at a festival at 10 a.m. We play at three just because I can't wait for someone to come and just mess it up. Right. So I was building this thing by myself oftentimes. I didn't really tell anyone because they didn't want me to do that. But I just just took responsibility for it. I, I wanted to hate it. Yeah. And instead, I'm like, I'm going to love this thing. And I'm going to like I knew every all the foil fell off because you had to put the little alligator clips on with the positive negative charge. OK. There was a point where we were just feeling it along the bottom of the piece of plastic that is the you know, the technology because mm-hmm. all the foil just fell off. People would rip it off. And <laughs> we, um, it wasn't, it wasn't the first, it was one of the like two, probably two shows ago in Columbus, we played outdoors, like the big amphitheater yeah. at express live and my front panel on the left. So I had five panels, one, two, three, four, five, number four just stopped working. And Aww. all that stuff is bolted to metal. So when you put it up, it all yeah. makes, so we had to take it all apart right before we played and moved the one panel out here. So you couldn't even really tell, but like, that would have been like Spinal Tap. You know, the the cage doesn't open up. (laughs) They always joked about that. So if I didn't plug in the the cube, I did that multiple times. You just don't see me for a couple songs until I get down there and plug it in because no one's up there helping me, you know? Out of nowhere, click. Yeah, so that, that, the crowd surfing thing was cool because that was like right before my old band, not cool because they broke up, but that was like 2012, so 13 is when Starsa started. And I was like, all right, I could, I could do this, but, now I'm just like, I need a place to get away because it's so hard to go to those festivals all day oh, yeah, for three yeah. or four days straight. I don't I, know how people do it, but I've thank you for doing it. Keep doing it. Right. <laughs> I, uh, Bring it hard this year. I crowd surfed at Rock on the Range, but it was for Papa Roach. Hell yeah. Dude, those are awesome so dudes, too. Played with him as well? Oh, yeah. Or? I threw football with Jacoby and his son out oh, in geez. Iowa when we had a storm. The storm came by. It was tornadoes, yeah. but it missed us by a couple miles. So this, it was bright <laughs> black. The sky would just turn Scum. black and the, you know, the swirly yeah. clouds and stuff. Um, so do you guys have any nemesis bands like they get in fights with like the Anchorman scene fight scene? <laughs> well, dude, we're geared up. We got massive hats, so You're looking at each other maybe like stage, Kiss. Like, maybe Kiss you. would try to like fight with us. Or something. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't really. There's not a lot of bands that we would affiliate with unless they were cool and vice versa. You know, if we're right. not cool, and you can quickly earn your place not touring if you're not cool, especially at a younger. We seem big with numbers, but we're still young. You know, yeah. we're still even Five Finger Death Punch is. Yeah. I don't know. Deftones. They started in 1989. Oh. We're playing with the, well, we're playing with Metallica, but they're the day before with Nine Inch Nails and Deftones. Damn. So like, it's pretty. It's it's still cool to be a part of that because That's it's history. Be you know, it's like making yeah. someone's. They might not ever go to another concert again. Right. And we've had people tell us this is the only thing I've ever done in my life that's worth anything. I. I almost killed myself last Tuesday, and we're like, what? Right? Oh, Jesus. I just was going <laughs> to sign your own that on me. And take a picture, but, you know, okay, well, if, in, but in that moment, you know, it's happened to all of us, and probably my singer more than any of us, but in those moments, it's, it's almost like, you know, take appreciation of that because it can get worse. Right. And if that sucks for that person, then how can you help them? Because they're obviously looking to you for something. Don't take advantage of them. Give them anything you got positive, and hopefully give them something to learn from on how to grow. Uh, I always try to learn. I try to steal knowledge from everyone because yeah. it's, it's free. Just, yeah. But there's, there's some people that just they hit a wall, and there's no way to figure it out from our standpoint. And, I mean, even famous people like Chester Bennington, Chris Cornell, Robin Williams, all these people, yeah. maybe they just hit a point. I don't know. Like, yeah. I, I, I can't think about that because I'm not, luckily, right. at that right. point in my life. Mm-hmm. But, you know, traveling around, I could be – Sitting in France on a bus, we have in France we have uh, George. He's our driver. Yeah. Mariah Carey's bus driver. Oh, what? He is a Portuguese paratrooper. This dude drives a bus up onto a block to level it out because there's no air ride on a double decker bus. Yeah. Well, barely, but 
So with that, you know, you're going over to France, okay? We're sitting in France. We wake up. We're in a parking lot that looks like Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> it's camping. Some people live there for an hour. Some people live there for their life, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, all right, there's showers and there's a place to wash your clothes. You go in there. Well, there's new currency because we were just in the UK. So now we got to get euros from pounds. There's a new language. Uh, oh, my cell phone service is $10 a day. So that's 300 bucks for a month. And then, you know, everyone gets a hotel off the bus. So every, half people have left in taxis because there's no Uber. Then you realize there's no Uber Eats. Then you realize your <laughs> turkey breast is gone spoiled because it's been there for five days you've been munching on. And then it's just you on the bus at night, and you're just like, is this rock stardom? You know? like, this is cool to have a bus, but they turn the Wi-Fi off. So you got to put those into perspective sometimes. You know, yeah. it's fun to have a show at Columbus, but mm -hmm. that's like such a celebration. It's almost everyone wants your attention. In France, yeah. in the middle of the parking lot, what are you, you, what are you doing yeah. with your life? You right. know, so it, I still got those ups and downs, but it's not like I'm complaining. I'm just like, I need more of these to make these things better. Yeah, right. I was wondering, too, like, so how are fans overseas compared to here? I mean, like, it's going to be, like, especially, like, you don't speak their language. They obviously know your song, though, but it's like. It's, it's kind of rare that someone shows up and doesn't speak English, yeah. honestly. Maybe Russia. Okay. Um, China, obviously. Right. Um, Japan's a lot of people still speak English. So there's a lot of other countries kind of make that a priority because yeah. it is the world's leading yeah. language. Yeah. But um, most of them learn the language because they know your English-speaking band. So they want to They want to learn. Gotcha. I wish I could speak more languages. Yeah. I, I got into Spanish in high school real hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but we haven't been to any Spanish-speaking countries yet. Right. <laughs> I'm just, I would love to go to Japan. Japan's a bucket list for me. It's because yeah. I'm, a, I'm a big anime fan. So, like, just to go and see in Tokyo, I think it'd be mm. crazy and be fun. Well, we, stayed, like that. we stayed downtown Tokyo, like right in the port. They had this big 40-foot tall, starts with a G. It's kind of like Gundam. Yeah, 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 the giant. See, oh, I'm bad with names. I can remember certain faces and letters. But like, yeah, the, the Gundam thing, dude, it's a 40-foot tall moving statue. Yeah. Or, you know. It actually moves and stuff. It doesn't walk, but yeah, it yeah. sprays stuff. And That'd be so much fun. The architecture there is just bridges that hold up bridges like every nut and bolt and you're like dude this is hurricane proof for sure and you yeah. can see the roads moving it's it's it, travel if you can travel everyone that's listening you guys do like if you can go and do something i know it sucks to pay for things but get your passport yeah please like no one really has a passport. you guys have i a got passport? mine i got mine yeah. i want to go to germany real bad do it i was germany uh dude we've been there Every eight times now, at least yeah, well, eight times traveling to Europe, but probably sixteen shows. Is it expensive all over. to be there? Like, what's the ratio between Switzerland's like way more expensive? Yeah, okay. Switzerland. Yeah. I got a sandwich this big with just meat on a baguette for sixteen dollars. Oh, <laughs> oh! And they laugh at you, and you want condiments. They're like, Whoa, ketchup. What is? You know, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> that. Yeah, well, they don't have it. They just don't have it. Down on you. I don't know. America's yeah. kind of turned into that these days. <laughs> But yeah, so Germany's cool. Um, yeah. Um, awesome, awesome fans. Music's kind of different over there because we played in, and speaking of Germany, Rock and Ring and Rock and Park. Rock and Ring is at the famous BMW M3 race, the like Forza racetrack. Yeah. That's where we played. It's in the middle of the racetrack. So our view, and you can look this up actually on my YouTube for the song uh, Ricochet. The background, which is my view. Mm -hmm. So you guys are watching me play. The background of you guys is that, a yeah. Ferris wheel. The whole bandstand for the, the racetrack, it's a roller coaster. Oh, my God. And we're just, that's the first couple shows that we wore the new Rebel suits. Yeah. They're just like, we showed up like, hey, you're going to wear these now. We're like, we're playing in an hour. Like, <laughs> why do you do this to us? You know? But uh, we, 
we just we always overcome challenges. And yeah. that's, I love that every time I start trying to think I'm complaining, I'm just like, wait a minute, that's so makes sense. It's so relative to what the band is. Mm-hmm. And I've played drums since I was eight. Uh, well, four, but I started taking lessons around eight or nine, like fourth grade. Yeah. And then now I do drum lessons on Zoom, yep. which is cool. Um, it's a little bit, it's going to dwindle because I got to go on tour now. And mm-hmm. since we're doing it every day, I can't even find a day off to do it. But yeah. having that other side of it, the mentality of not only I taught two eight year olds back before Star said, I taught a guy who's thir- uh, almost 40. He's a principal. Oh, so nice. I'm like, <laughs> these kids learn so much better than this guy because yeah. he thinks he knows it all. Right. So I love that exposure, especially with music and, and understanding that it's, you always got to ask questions to be better at things, yeah. especially with music. I just did a drum lesson today with the son of one of my favorite DJs. Uh, her name's D, Biatch, and uh, they call her that or Biznatch, whatever. Yeah, DJ Biznatch. D. Uh, they're out in WJJO in Madison, Wisconsin. I actually went with them to Sturgis last year, and she's like, "Hey, man, you know, I want Milo's already in band. I just want you to do drum lessons with him." So we just sit there, play paradiddles. I go through the same book that I learned from when I was in fourth grade. Yeah. I, you know, I try to get a routine for them. But now that I see that I'm like, dude, I love playing eight on a hand. Just chopping out. Yeah. Like, I hated it. Why did I hate it back then? Because I just didn't know. I yeah. was so young, I didn't get it yet. And then now that I teach it to people, I'm like, dude, if you could just do that three times a week for an hour, man, I swear you're going to be the best drummer in a year. Yeah. Just don't do it. Yeah, don't you know? It's dedication. So I'm like, all right, well, it's just, I just yeah. had it in me, man. Like, I hated it, but I did it. I, by fourth grade, I knew all the rudiments. Yeah. Which I know drum, drummers in a lot of bands that I won't mention that are like, I, didn't, I don't need to know drum rudiments. I can do this. Yeah. Like, well, do you think that Jimmy Page or Steve Vai or any of these other great guitar players yeah. don't know how to play a G chord to a C to an F? Right. Don't you think they can't go... You can't do that just because you can play guitar. If you get lucky, sure. But you only are going to stunt yourself because if you don't know how to do those, yeah, you're going to be awesome. And you're going to be like, oh, man. If you could only do that backwards because you knew how to augment a scale or something. See, I'm so out of all that tech... Not techie, uh, that fundamental talk of like relativity of music versus like drum beats i can talk that all day yeah but i've done it for so long that it's just in my head i visualize music i write i handwrite all the star set music out so i have a whole binder i should have brought that but i write it all out just because I, I need to learn it like yeah you know i need it just in my soul i was wondering like i asked a couple of artists we've had we've had country guys on here uh we've had uh, a rapper on here before um every time i asked like what comes first especially for you guys when it comes to writing a song the lyrics or the instrumentals? Well, Starset's kind of unique in that regard. There's, there's, well, not just Starset. There's a lot of bands that do it this way, but there's 40 people that work on Starset songs. Right. I don't even know. Yeah. Oh, really? I don't know. Most of us just learn the music once the album's done. Okay. Wow. That's insane. I, didn't I could probably name it. five bands right now. 40 people collaborating? Oh, dude, because we have Jeez. orchestras. Mm-hmm. We have yeah, programmers. Oh, yeah. Different, you know. How long does it take like one song to I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to say that because they write like 40 or 50 songs at first. <clears throat> oh, there's a guy named Paul Trust. Uh, you can Google him. He's a really awesome dude. You wouldn't know who he is, but the dude wrote, hey, what's, your, what's that guy you really like, country artist? He wrote early Morgan Wallen songs. That dude comes and sits on our bus and takes up our whole back PlayStation lounge in Europe <laughs> to write songs to Dustin. Dustin's up there like, yeah, just making sounds. Just, just, just about creativity. It's like a blank canvas. Yeah. And then we go and play a show. We come back and Paul's like, hey, what do you think about this? I'm like, you got that from us trying to play PlayStation? You, how'd you do that? But, you know, they've developed an awesome team. And now we're on Fearless Records. I hadn't said that yet. They're, they're really cool, too. They're very supportive. They're... 
They're kind of like, if you remember old school, like Metal Blade and Victory Records and stuff back in the day, Victory just seemed like they were signing anyone and everyone. Like, oh, we got a record deal with who? Victory. And so I'm like, oh, really, Victory? Everybody got that. Really? Right. Oh, okay, cool. It's not that it's not an accomplishment, but it yeah. started to become like a fad. So they were just like signing everyone. So they got a really good team. So Paul will sit up there on the bus and work on some stuff. Other people, there's a Joe Rickard. He does a lot of the drum stuff. Uh, he was in the band Red. Oh, okay. Most yeah. recently in Flames. Gotcha. Um, but, you know, they just, it's all about the song. And I, I love being creative. I do other things to be creative. I also still write music here and there. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I have a couple friends I've been meeting that have awesome studios, awesome abilities. Yeah. But I, I'm a live drummer. Yeah. So when people ask about the recording stuff, I'm like, all right, so just let me put it to you this way. Go to a studio with an already 50 songs whittled down to 10. Yeah. You already know what you're going to do. But then a lot of those songs still get manufactured in some way. Okay. I got to take that manufactured song and play it every night. So, I, I don't know. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm proud that I get to do that job because I can still be creative. I just can't, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I can't. I don't want to do, like, the, the Phil Collins. If I played, people would be like, what was that? You know, I don't want to change the song or the experience for someone, yeah. especially if it's their favorite song and it's some random B yeah. side that we're like, oh, that's your favorite song. That's crazy. That's weird. But then I didn't play the song like the song. That's, yeah. They'll remember that forever. Yeah. And that's 30 days in a row. Plus, you know, eight years of it then. So right. I strive to be a drummer that is consistent. I'm, I'm, a, I'm flashy. I do spin yeah. my sticks and stuff. But the way I've designed my drum set, it's all ambidextrous. So I've, I've learned how to play open-handed. So left-hand hi-hat and then right-hand over here. So trying to make it just like a car. If you're building a car... At Honda, yeah. you wouldn't have a machine go like this to get apart. Right. So when I go like across my hands or I hit up and down on my cymbals a lot, yeah. uh, if, if I do that all the time, it's not effective. So I want it to be like, oh, that was cool. We did that. Right. So I try to be like 90% consistent music and then 10% is kind of like fun, flashy. I don't change it to change it. I change yeah. it because I'm just like, oh, that was two extra beats. No one's going to notice. You know, <laughs> you probably won't even notice I change many things. And that's my goal because I don't want to be a show off because I can do everything. Yeah. I'm just doing what you're expecting. And that's kind of rare. Yeah. How often do you lose a stick? What? How often do you lose a stick? I got 12 next to me. Yeah. (laughs) Most times, no. Most times, no. You're in the moment. You just, like, grab it real quick. Yeah. (laughs) Most times, I don't, I'm, you know, I I don't practice in the spacesuit that much, but I don't really even practice the music when I'm learning it to split my sticks. That just becomes part of the, of the, of the sound still, because when you look at something like a marching band making a straight line and they hit a note, it sounds louder because it looks louder yeah it's right. like they made a form that that line it's Uniform, like representing yeah. what you're seeing so if i spin my stick and come down on a downbeat versus like right in the middle of it yeah it's you, you still you know i'm trying to make it like it's part of the music so it's like every night you're gonna see the same thing the, like i said 10 percent of it being fun that it you'd be like oh that was cool we didn't do that last night but it wouldn't change the song or the show for you just like, that was that's why it's a new show i had this dude um cruise on the radio i think is his name down in texas somewhere Plano or Fort Fort Worth. It was a, it was a small bar show really early on in our like still black spacesuits. Yep. I hope everyone can hear the the person who's <laughs> off work. Um, <laughs> so uh, we were down playing the show and I killed it. You know I was doing great and all of a sudden I, of course it's dark and I have a mask on I can't always see so I threw lights changed and I like kind of punched my stick and it fell and I picked it up and I kept going and you know no one noticed. Except for this one dude walks over and he's like, "Hey man, I'm Cruz. I'm the radio DJ from earlier." And we didn't get to meet that guy. He, yeah. Just my singer went to that one. So he's like, "Dude, I'm so glad you dropped that stick." 
was like, man, <laughs> I'm coming off stage right now. What kind of dude? It showed me that you were a human being. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I can, I can take that. I'm not a robot, but I want to seem so practiced. Yet I want it to seem like it's a flow. Right. Yeah. So that just takes 25 right. years of just yeah. And now I get to do it again, so it's only going to make me a better player again. I got that new up, you know. I, yeah. I had to create it, but also I have people that support us like that, and it's That's been cool. But it's been a lot of work. You never stop as an entertainer. You never stop hustling. You always got to throw the paint. I always like to say, yeah. you can throw a turd into a, a field. It might not always turn into a sunflower, but at least you fertilize the field. Right. <laughs> It's supposed to be funny, but I mean, it makes sense, right? I want to grow a sunflower, but hey, I'll try again. Try another place in the field. Try a different kind of turd. I don't know. Whatever you got to do to make that flower grow. And then just keep watering it the right way and don't don't mow over your own flower bed and you're fine. How long did we make it in this episode without talking about shit? <laughs> Wait. Oh, oh, hey, it's my give a fuck watch. I still don't wear one. Oh. It happens every episode. So you're probably going to talk to poop. You're welcome. <laughs> Speaking of like splatter painting, like so that's something that you're also pretty passionate about is yeah. you're doing a lot of the splatter paints and it's on your, obviously the website, uh, Drum Reviews. Is yeah, I finally reviews. got my gallery up. I, I have 30 paintings on there now that you can just check out. Some yeah. of them were sale. Some I just said they're sold out because I don't want to sell them. <laughs> but I, I have a whole studio for my video manifest. I have mm -hmm. a whole studio down in Grove City, Sonic Lounge. I just saw Joe today. I picked up one of my paintings I sold. Yeah. He has like 20 paintings hanging on his walls. He just lets me hang them up there. So. Huh. Yeah, it's like I have like a little studio, gallery there. Man. What's that? If we ever get a studio, an actual studio, we'll definitely oh, dude, grab a couple of them. Please. I, I love doing custom stuff, but custom's a little more challenging because I feel like i got to live up to a certain expectation. Perfect. But with splatter paint, I've come to learn you'll, you're never going to get what you expect because I don't even. Right. So it's about the energy of that moment. It's about the music I'm listening to. It's about the mood mm -hmm. I'm in. You right. know? At one point, I was painting four paintings every other day for people. Like I was moving a lot of paintings and at Damn. 75 to 150 bucks a piece. It's not about that. Because I know a lot of other people that sell stuff for more that I'm like, that's worth like 50 bucks. But <laughs> again, it's, my perception of it is different than other people. And yeah. what I want to give to someone, it's not about the dollar. I never wake up like hoping that I can go and take someone's money. I'm always like, what can I do today to earn their respect enough to give me something they believe in? You know? right. So if I can do that, I don't want to sell a fidget spinner, but I can sell merch like, like my splatter sock. Like that's a painting that's hanging on the wall. I, uh, you guys can't even see this, but nice, Spidey. Yep. Just because uh, I know your your sock, sock game is and sock it, game it is changes my strong. perception in the day. I yeah. love it because I need them on tour, obviously. So I bring like seven pairs. I can do laundry like every seven days now. <laughs> but if I have something I can look down at and just remind myself, it's it's about those little start overs every day, and that that helps me not be so mad and like road ragey. Yeah. It helps me not you know be not motivated. I want to go and work out or eat healthy. You know, mm -hmm. the, the less I stick in that routine and be monotonous, the more I feel like I go out and learn and want to be active and do things. And I feel like so many people with like a nine to five, it can get pretty tough because then you go home to the same thing or then you want to go out to your man cave or whatever. It, it, but then, you know, you got to mix it up in there or else you're going to be the dude who's in a butthole exact in traffic. Yeah. You're going to think this is your road going to my job. And then you're just like, well, <laughs> this is also my road. <laughs> Why do you get it before, before me? You know, I've been, I was here first. And now you're kind of creating like a, an argument in a car without even being able to talk to, to someone. <laughs> it's like, man. And, and think about it like this. Our bus driver, Saul, he's an awesome dude. He's actually Vinnie Paul's old bus driver, RIP. Oh, okay. Um, Vinnie Paul from Pantera. Mm -hmm. So uh, Saul, he was, he's always taking care of us. But I'm like, man, every night I get in the bus and I just wake up the next day. 
this I don't even think this guy rode eight hours down tor- like torrential downpour, snow, up and down mountains, cars <clears throat> mad. He's going fifty five and a sixty five because we're going up a hill with a fourteen thousand pound trailer. Like, yeah. slow your roll, dude. Like, right. there's twelve people sleeping in this bus right now. This guy's taking care, and we don't even feel the bus moving. Yeah, <laughs> hey, that's a good driver. It's a crazy. I don't know, like. I wish I could drive. If we drove ourselves all around for three years, I'm like, I'm out. I'm not I driving. Ahead. Please take me there because I, I got to have energy for eight hours tomorrow just to be able to play for an hour and a half then. Yeah. If I drive all night, I've driven from Austria to Italy. Ooh, and Reggio Familia, we opened for Under Oath. Yeah. Uh, and that was last two years, two years ago, right before COVID hit. And then, you know, I've driven from LA to Columbus twice without sleeping, <laughs> north route and south route. And. Uh, in this moment was a tour we were on and I got home for December 20th on my birthday we left December 18th and I proceeded to punch a wall that night because I was sleepy <laughs> no I was actually partying for my birthday and I just I hit like a kitchen yeah. door that was actually a fixed copper wall yeah. now Ooh, that I realized that I'd been gone for a while punched it almost broke my hand uh, set it myself reset my third oh. metatarsal and they didn't need to pin it or anything and six weeks later we went to Europe for the first time within this moment so I learned quick dude I don't even I don't even skateboard I don't hacky sack. I ride motorcycles, but that's a different beast. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to go water <laughs> ski because if I sprain my toe, still means I might yeah. not be able to play Metallica. And believe me, there's a lot of people that probably want to play for Star Set. Right. So I just want to always be on my right game and, and my right <clears throat> mindset to try to make it the best it can always be. Because then I don't want to let you guys down too if you come and see me. Like, imagine my pinky toe being out. Like, this sucks. Like, you know. I want to I give it all. You know? Was it a boot? A yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I already have space boots, so you might as well just strap some duct tape on them. <laughs> so you ride Harleys in, huh? I do. I'm going to flip the roll. What kind of Harleys do you have? I've got, I've only got one. Oh, sorry. What kind no, of Harley? No, no, no. I've got one. I sounded like a dick. I'm sorry. I've got one. I said it too fast. What kind of Harley do you ride? Street Glide. Street Glide. 2015 Street Glide. Black? White. White? I don't know black. Pearl white? Black. It's... Technically, Denim? it's uh, Morocco gold. Okay. So it's got like gold flakes. It's white nice. and gold flakes, like in the. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. So the, the sun hits the right way, you get gold. I worked at No Cages for about a month. Did you? My buddy, uh, good friend of mine now, Jake, uh, taught me a lot over there. But yeah, I just wanted to help out. You know, I was off tour. I helped them with their bike night and stuff. Um, I actually, just last May, I got my second Harley. So I have 2010 Sportster 1200 and 2010 mm-hmm. Softail Deluxe. They're both matching scarlet red and black. If you go to drumabuse.com, you can see the soft tail. But I added 36 inch Actually, pipes. I was going to ride tonight, but it looks like Ohio wanted to rain and now it might not yeah, rain. Yeah, so. it's been like a. We had severe thunderstorm warning in my house. Actually, for. So what I do, I actually build um, front forks for Harley Davidson. Oh. That's what I do. They're built in Sunbury, Ohio. You know, that's yeah, of course. Well, that's, they I tried to get a job at North Star, and they're like, oh, you're in a band? No, you got to be here every weekend. I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I led this interview off with, I'm in a band. I need. A job that can give me some freedom when I can come and go and I'll commit to you when I'm here and they're like oh we maybe be a part-time delivery parts guy I'm like didn't call me for that even so (laughs) but so you make forks then really we make make front forks and the rear suspension we do we do both can you give me a deal (laughs) that's right I can't get you tickets for the show either (laughs) I get I get 10% I get 10% back but that's really cool yeah it, it sounds a lot better than it is because wow. it is, I mean, it is a factory job, you know, or send assembly line is what it is, but it's. Do you ride to work every day? As much as you can? No, because I have a four-year-old, five-year-old, almost uh, five-year-old. Drop her off. I got I to pick him up every day. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. You get a sidecar or something to 
You should seen the best. I thought about getting a little trailer that you put like behind your bicycle. Yeah. But just behind my motorcycle. <laughs> you mean the luggage <laughs> the luggage trailer? <laughs> he's just breathing in all the like exhaust fumes coming into him. You're alright, he's just sleeping. Yeah, he's alright. At least it'd have good suspension on that thing. It wouldn't be bouncing down the road. It'd be real though. No naps there. Uh, uh one thing I was wondering too, because again, this is way back in twenty six and seventeen. When I talked to Ron, I think I remember him talking about you guys were potentially talking to the guys who made Daft Punk's helmets or something like that to really work with yours. Like, is that even did that yeah. even happen or is that just me? Yeah, but man, about? you can get into those Hollywood set uh, guys and just it no, I'm just it's crazy expensive. Oh, mm-hmm. but since then, think about uh, was it Dead Mouse or Daft Punk? Dead Mouse. I said uh, Daft Punk. You said Daft Punk, but I mean. Yeah. It might have been. I, like I said, it might even be the same guy. I don't know. But so, I, probably Daft Punk they, that they told you because they're a little bit more yeah. head-fitting, whereas, you know, marshmallows, yeah. right, it's not right. really like, can't wear that on the stage, stage if you're actually moving around a stage. You can sit there and do, do yeah. that. But, yeah, yeah. Um, yes and no. It might even been the Tron guy, too. Um, oh, shit. The thing about that is budgeting. Right. If you are going to build a spacesuit, let's say it costs, I don't know, Two thousand dollars a spacesuit. Then you got to maintain. Yeah, that's I think that's even low because yeah. we, you know we custom cut Everything. things and 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 uh, so and it's I mean it's got a binary circuit board on it. So I have a binary code for my helmet and oh. I used to have lights on my bass drum. So we have we had to do that. I mean we're like we had LED walls that we you know you said we set them were they like this big like the the eight eight by fours like this big? LED walls yeah they were very big yeah we I became the tech. The wall tech. I'm like, the, the wall shorting out guy's like, well, Adam, go fix it. I'm like, what? I can't even solder. I'm like, I'm a drummer. Like, what am I? But I'm glad I got that because I, I was like, hey, board's messed up. I just go and fix it. Wouldn't yeah. even wait. Because then one day I actually got yelled at for going and trying to fix it because he was mad that we were in, in sound check. I'm like, dude, you just told me to fix it. Then he yelled at me not to go and fix it in the same well, two minutes. But, yeah. you know, it kind of made me step up. Because I don't know any other drummer out there that's a LED wall tech. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm gonna, again, I'm going to own this. And at least I learned, dude, unplug everything before you put a metal <laughs> screwdriver on a, on a live board. But yeah, it just, you know, that whole evolution is we can, I can literally find where I was at for the last eight years around the world. Yeah. And I can be like, oh, yeah, that show. Oh, you know, there's, I'm, I forget a lot, but I also, there's things that stick Sir, in our heads too. And doing those things, as much as I kind of wanted to hate it at the time, yeah. just because I had to do more work, right. but it, it still, it made me more on my toes. And then I see an LED walls out, I'm like, man, this show's going to suck. I'm just going to go fix it. You know, so I didn't, I didn't want us to look bad because mm. no one else saw it. So it just gave me another, like, a, a extra eye, you know? Look at right. something else on stage as if it wasn't your job, yeah. but do it because you know it's good for the group. And, you know, then sit Take back there and murder your drums, and if the LED wall messes up, well, hey, I tried. Right. Is there any like crazy fan stories? Anybody like bum rush the stage or anything like that or anything anything comes to mind? Maybe. Maybe not. I'm trying to think. I mean, not really. Um yeah. other than the one story I told you guys before we started recording. <laughs> um, can't can't say that one alone. Um, <laughs> I mean, okay, it's not really a fan. We've we've had some fights on stage before. Me and my guitar player both got fired at one show in Fort Wayne. At like the, it was like December nineteenth. My birthday is the twentieth. Yeah. It's like the last show of the tour. We're breaking Benjamin. Yeah. Our families are there, and at one point, it was dumb. But like, I I threw a stick at my singer and guitar player because they were like arguing about something. Like he stepped on his toe because he wanted an ego riser, and it just like this is like mid mid song. Oh, yeah, and I, so I go to throw it, 
and I hit my cymbal, so the stick just bounces and hits his foot, and he turns around, and then I find out later on that his old drummer used to throw sticks at them, and like it was like PTSD. <laughs> like a dog. So he's turning around, he's like, like a oh, you're gonna throw sticks? Like, dude, I'm just trying to tell you, you look like you're immature. Like you look like kids up there. We get off stage, I come around the corner, hit the singer, because everybody have each other by the, the you know, the collars. Yeah. Like, if you don't do, and it's just we got over it. Obviously, that was right, like 2014 yeah. or 15, but. Um, I mean, there's there's been people like in Russia. A couple guys followed us to a hotel, came oh, running shit. at us, and it's like Dustin signature. signature. Uh-huh. Do we help him or we just go in the <laughs> hotel and go to sleep? Because yeah. they found us, but you know, yeah, I got a room key. I can go hide out by myself. Right. Um. Uh. Russia. You know, they're they're very. That's probably the most like fan crazy place because even Bon Jovi hasn't been there since the '80s. Like oh, it's hard okay. to get in there. Yeah. It's and once you're there it's hard to sustain because you know how do you learn cyrillic yeah i can't even, I, we we learn funny words and we can you know say especially and you know yeah. we try to try to fit in right like that's about all i can say that's thank you very much and i you know if if you if you see some of the fans and they come running up to you it's because they probably haven't had anything like that so we yeah. had people i mean we played four thousand person show breaking benjamin mm-hmm. inside and that was half the venue wow. skillet they do ten thousand Dude, like music is it's even more different than the UK or Europe yeah. because they're just you know, they got walls there. Yeah. Just like China. You know when if SARS is there, they know you're there. They know where you're going. You have to tell them I have actually two passports. Cause we were going to Russia and they required me to send my passport to the consulate and we did and they said, Oh, this doesn't actually work out. The drummer can't go because there's only five pages left in his passport. <laughs> what? what? So I had to we expedite, we got a passport in three days. Oh man! So it can happen if you got like a thousand bucks. There's a company in Detroit that does it. But now I got two passports, and it's like, hey, you know, it's another kind of like a badge of honor. Like I want to be a citizen of the world, but only because now I got friends in Russia. Yeah, I can go to Russia and survive. Yeah, it doesn't mean I'm going to thrive. Why is everyone all about thriving? You know, we're still surviving out here, and if you if you live it and love it, you're going to survive no matter what you do. You know, it might not always be amazing. Yeah, that's every job. You make more money probably doing being a trash truck driver than what I make. But at the end of the day, the experiences of that are way different than just being able to drive from Austria to Italy for no extra money. And you're like driving past Mario's Wario's castle and Mario's castle. (laughs) (laughs) It's 4 a.m. and everyone's sleeping in the back. You're like, dude, this is crazy. Like, sun's rising. (laughs) I mean, some of the drives we've done, we we drove ourselves. You don't just wake up and have a bus. Yeah. You you have to earn that stuff. So we had a van and a sprinter. We've driven ourselves the first breaking benjamin tour the first tour they ever did in europe we went with them and opened for them just us and breaking ben and we we made the mistake of landing in uh it's not heathrow what's the other airport um it's just like it's like a smaller part of london basically and we show up there and this guy's like hey mate here's your van he's oh the ac doesn't work it's like well off you go and he left And we're like, dude, this is a right-hand drive stick shift Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. Oh, shit. (laughs) We had three days in the UK. In the next three weeks, we're in Europe. So what does that mean? We're on the right side of the car with a stick shift on the right side of the road. Oh, damn. (laughs) Yeah, so we only had three days to drive on the wrong side of of everything. And then for the – so we would – I'd be acting like I'm sleeping in the passenger seat. And they're like, like, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Germans, you know, Mercedes Benz speeds up. So, yeah, we drove ourselves all around. We went to Italy for seven days, uh, played in Milan. Then went to, like, 
Rome, Florence, Pisa, yeah. but drove ourselves. Went to Venice, no vans allowed, so we had to park and figure out the water taxis. You know, Jeez. if you go there expecting it to be easy, you're wrong. Yeah. But it can be fun. Right. We go and explore. We still go to like, you know, find the best wine and cheese yeah. and bread okay. and whatever and put on like 15 pounds of that. <laughs> but, but you, you still find that perspective after you leave. You're like, well, now we got to drive back to Germany from Italy. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we flew from Australia to get to that Breaking Benjamin tour. So we had already done 48 something hour. What was it like 24 to get there? And then we had five shows and we had four flights. Oh Every show was a flight to get to because oh you can't really God. drive through the outback. Yeah. And then we flew over to Europe to Breaking Ben. Like it's, it seems exhausting now that I'm saying it all, but <laughs> it sounds like, yeah. in the moment, it just it pushes you in a different way that I just I wish more people could experience that. And man, if I could take everyone with me, that'd be awesome. Because then we'd all just be doing great things together and just bringing it all back home. So, if anything, hopefully people can just have an open ear sometimes. Because, yeah. you know, we've had a lot of experience, but we're not just trying to be right. We're just trying to be in the moment to be the best we can be at that time. That's all oh, you yeah. can really That's do. That's right? Yeah. Uh, I was wondering, how is, uh, how's, like, the red carpet? Is that, like, really weird to do? Red carpet? Like, like, any like an of, award like, show? Like award shows? Or we've only like done a or... couple. We, we played at... AP Awards in Cleveland. They moved it from the shot up there because Trump was in town at the oh, time. Gotcha. So it was like a very last minute thing. And yeah, um, I mean, we did a what was the other one? Loudwire or Loudwire? Mm-hmm. I think was out in California. And that like that a, was more like a red carpet event. Yeah. But you know, it's it's just friends giving friends trophies. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, we made it special tonight. Like it's it's crazy. Right. It's awesome. But yeah. it's kind of like. We, a lot of people told us we were the best-looking band there. Oh, there you go. So, I mean, we didn't talk a lot. We just yeah, stood there just like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no space. You <laughs> finally smile. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, we don't, we don't do it for the yeah. red carpet, man. Like, Honestly, I know that. It's more like it's got to yeah. feel weird asking the, probably the same question over and over again. And we have to make we, sure you say we, the right thing. You want to keep a mystique about yourself, too. You know, I, yeah. I hope that with the things I say here, it's just, I, I obviously love having fun around the world, yeah. but, but it's very serious business when you're, especially when you're flying all the time, mm-hmm. you know, you got to be at your best health on your best behavior. We came into Germany, actually talk about Germany. The first time we flew in, no, oh, no. Second time. Oh, okay. No, I lied. So it was, they shipped our gear over and we drove for whatever reason they had to ship something. We had to go to the airport to get our guitars and piano. And they're all in big black cases that look like gun cases so they're sitting there putting on rubber gloves like (laughs) documents passports like what and they're holding all of our stuff and like they pushed another case in and like a cello we're like that's our gear we go to grab it like nine (laughs) you can't touch like their guitars oh my cymbal case it's like this skinny but like this wide like cymbals drums and they start cracking up and they open it up like oh we thought you were shooting team (laughs) i don't even own a gun like it's just like really like you're gonna stop us at that oh man we were nervous because you know never been in that kind of situation couldn't really speak english that well but Thank you. Thank you. I thank Sky for doing this for us. This has been awesome. Thanks, Sky. Thank you, Sky. <laughs> She's gonna be so mad when she gets the bill. <laughs> yeah. It's under my name, so you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs>
I didn't even know that. I thought it'd be under like the fun think, tab. That's what I thought it was. The comp tab. The comp tab. Yeah. Changing my name to comp. There you go. Comp Gilbert. There we go. There you go. <laughs> hey, it's a, it's a comp. Wait, what? Yeah, it's the comp tab. No, like they won't even have. Dude, this is genius. I like these ideas. There you guys. go. <laughs> Brainstorm here. Um, one thing I was gonna ask too is uh, music videos. Do, they, do you guys have full like? Do you guys control what what the music video is gonna be? Because most of your time, it's like a three minute movie. Yes. Honestly, like, are, so we're in one. We're, we the band are in one music video. Yeah. Do you know what the song is? By Demons. Okay, Ron's in my demons. Okay, I saw that. Ron and Dustin are in there. But that was, okay, that was before, Star Set formed as a a collective, but had an idea for a band. Yeah. And then they hired me and Brock. So every, my demons is already top number 33 on the rock radio before we formed. Okay. It's like, it's like Foo Fighters. Dave Grohl wrote the whole thing himself and put it out and then went and found people to play. Okay. So me and all the dudes in the band are like, we say the local super group. Yeah. Jokingly, because we all would sell... You know, sell at the Newport together. Yeah, I had a band. Brock had a band. Ron and Dustin were in a band. Right. So they started it. I didn't know them that well at first. I I knew them from the band, mm-hmm. but I didn't. I wasn't like, hey, what's up, Dustin? Right. Or you know, I uh, I didn't even really know Brock, but we played a lot of shows together in other bands. If anything, there's Nemesis at local level. But Nemesis uh, bands are local level because you're fighting for the same fans. Right. I sold 100 tickets. So I sold 101. So we're playing last. It's like. <laughs> I could have went out and sold five on the street then. I just didn't have any more tickets to sell. So it's like a, it's not like a competition, but it yeah. can be kind of cutthroat still. Appreciate it. Thank you. I hope you don't mind being on camera. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that sound weird? Nope. <laughs> At least you're not on the camera on the red carpet. Yes. <laughs> right. So yeah, what were we saying? Um, oh yeah, so when we formed, just kind of having that like the mentality of we're gonna just put this together as four dudes yeah. and just make it the biggest we could be. Um, I mean, you came from of human, so then was it were you still with them, or did that kind of ended up? That, and then you that, having a fun? ironically enough, we broke up March of two thousand thirteen, uh-huh. and that end of that month is when Dustin called me and he's like, hey. If you want to come audition for this band I'm going to start? I'm like, yeah, of course. I know this guy. You know, we've, I've been doing a lot of good things for him. That's probably why he, you know, he called us. Yeah. So he doesn't call me in April. doesn't call me in May. I started another band at the time called Via Nova. Okay. And in the end of June, June 28th to 29th, we were at a studio um, recording just like a three-song demo. Yeah. And I get a call from a guy named Ryan, who's a buddy that I brought from Virginia to play at Newport. And he was going to take me. To Virginia, but never came to fruition because we broke up. So he calls yeah. me, hey, man, what you doing? I'm like, oh, I started a new band. I'm in the studio. He's like, oh, yeah, I heard about a human. I didn't know you started another band. He sounded really disappointed. And I'm like, well, what's up? You know, tell yeah. me what's on your mind. He goes, well, we just won this Battle of the Bands for Ernie Ball. So we're going to go on this tour. It's called the, the Rockstar Uproar Tour. And I had no idea what that was at all. Rockstar meaning Rockstar Energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uproar. There was the Monster Mayhem and Rockstar Uproar. Gotcha. And he goes... Yeah, we're going to be going out for like six weeks all around the country. You know, do you want to go? I'm like, well, who are the bands? He's like, well, Alice in Chains, Jane's Addiction, Coheed and Cambria, Circus Survive, <laughs> oh four of the dudes from Guns N' Roses in two different bands, the drummer oh, that opened God. or that played in a band called Screaming Trees that Nirvana used to open for, Duff McKagan from Alice in Chains or from yeah. uh, Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Huh. I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we can pay you 800 bucks. I'm like, 
I thought you were going to say for free. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. We got free food every day, five-star catering from this company called Tada. You know, I, I struck out Claudio from, if you know Coheed and Cambria at all. Yeah. Struck yeah. out the singer and three pitches playing underhand softball for a fan meet and greet thing. Oh, my God. Hung out with Jerry Cantrell for dinner one day in Idaho when we had a storm that literally four, four feet of water. Oh, damn. We couldn't play the show. Yeah. They got to play inside, but... Um, that's where I met the security guy for Metallica, Juan. He's a good friend of mine. He's with Slipknot, Stone Sour, Alice in Chains. Yeah. And a lot of these people, you know, you still see him, Strati, who was Slipknot's photographer, him and another girl named Katie, who's now in this moment's tour manager. Yeah. Like, all these people, once you prove yourself, you can stay there, you know? And, and to get that, like, dude, they're strapping GoPros on me. I'm like, I just did this a week ago. <laughs> I, I just, I'm learning the song still, sitting on stage. Yeah. But, you know, that, we were like the parking lot band, kind of like Rock and the Range, but there's 15 bands. Yeah. We got like a four o'clock slot. So I went all around for six weeks. And the day we were going to leave, our first show was in Scranton, which we're breaking Benjamins from Montage Mountain. They sell it out like 14,000 people. We were getting ready to leave. It was Wednesday. We're leaving Friday. Dustin calls. Hey, man, do you want to come over Friday and audition? (laughs) Like, bro, I tried to call you. You didn't text me. I, I... I, I got this opportunity. I really want to, but I really need to go on this tour. I've never even really toured before. This is going to be life-changing, and it was. I went on the tour. Dustin goes, oh, no worries, man. It's not even, nothing's happening, even though my demons are on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> nothing's really happening, so just audition when you get back. And he also auditioned a handful of people in that time as well, and, and a lot of local drummers that he auditioned, including one of my good buddies, Mark, is still a good buddy of mine today. Uh, he's in a band called Hollow Escape with uh, my buddy Corey. He was like, dude, I love this. I love you, but Adam's your guy. And so he kept kind of getting that, you know, Adam, yeah. and I had the most availability. I had the most, not even just, ch- not chops, you know, it wasn't about like the skill level. It was yeah. just about the fit. And so I was, oh, sorry about that. Oh, <laughs> Jacob, can I take this? My, it's my engineer buddy. Oh, go for it. Hey man, you coming? You're about to walk in. All right, well, come on me. We're upstairs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's an upstairs. <laughs> the, the secret knock is, you know, what I showed you last night. In bed. Do you remember? No, there's no secret knock. Just come on in. <laughs> okay, so go upstairs is like the side of the building. Croft. You know where the bathrooms are at downstairs? Go out that door. Okay, yeah, look for Hannah. She's down there too. Say bye. That's, that's actually Jacob. He's an engineer. But yeah, so, oh, so to circle back real fast. And so Dustin called me, said, do you want to audition? I, I can't. He sends me all the music. So I'm learning my demons, Carnivore, Halo, yeah. Down with the Fall. And like, he sent all the tracks. So I got back and I, at the end of that six weeks. So my memories of the songs are obviously different than everyone, but very different. Because I was running in New Mexico learning Halo oh, on my first tour ever. Like, yeah. dude, I just got a tour. I didn't know what I was going to do with my life in March because my, my best friends just left me, you know? And now I'm about to join another band. And so it was just like, once I started, it just never really, never, never stopped. It didn't go like this. It went, Alice in Chains, star set. <laughs> <laughs> to practicing in, you know, you know, those garages that you do the, uh, like the garage storage wars. Yeah. Uh, we had those. two of those. We had two 10 by 10s, maybe three at one point. We got a third one. That's where we practiced to learn everything. It oh, was shit. cold. It was freezing hot. It was hot. It had a heat pump. It didn't even have AC or, or heat. So oh. I already started wearing boots because December, you know, <laughs> you their first. Already, so yeah. I was already wearing the boots. They put me in, you know, to yeah. wear the spacesuit. So 
again, relatively, like we could take it, you know, and you can play in a 45 degree little cube in Ohio. You can definitely play in, you know, 107 degrees in El Paso opening for Weezer at 7 p.m. But, you know, just those are the fun things that are the fleeting memories, but also the like, I'll never forget these times, you know. Hey, bud. Hey. This is Jacob Mooney. Jacob. Go, man. Welcome. Are you good? Hell yeah. We're just chilling, talking about guys, poop. stuff, things. <laughs> this guy likes to talk about guys. Talk about guys? Yeah. And, and poop. And poop? We were talking about turds a little bit ago, so. It will come back around. Hey, we, hey you should do a podcast in your studio someday. Just really let them know what that vocal booth is like, you know? The yeah, magic in the vocal we'll booth. We'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Make a new station. So yeah, um, a little bit more about that video. So we just shot, there's a cover song called Cashmere that Starsa just put out. Mm-hmm. It's a whole reimagination. It's amazing. It blew my mind the first time I, I heard the full production. Yeah. And I, I had only done one drum video for Manifest before. And I was like, man, I, I really need to do something different. I really want to take this song like to the next level, even mm-hmm. though it's already at a new level. How can I re-reimagine it? Yeah. And with drum abuse, just being about drum up an idea, abuse your creativity. I was like, hmm, what other kind of drums could I do with this? And I started thinking... You know, dun dun dun, dun dun dun, dun 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 dun. That string part that's in that. Yeah. I, like, I think Tycho drums would sound really cool. And so I got in touch with my old drum teacher from Darby, who's out in San Antonio now. He's like, "Oh, hit up this lady Suzanne. She does a Tycho program." So I'm now good friends with Suzanne and Ben, who run this Tycho program, which is very unique, especially considering no one even really knows what that is. Yeah. They have a program with 120 kids, ranging from like sixth to sixth grade to like you know twelfth grade. Mm-hmm. And we just did a crazy video right across the street at the Civic Center oh, no um, for Kashmir with six, 15 or 16 Tycho drums. I can't remember. At least 15 <laughs> or 16 drums. <laughs> All the kids on stage playing. I had my drum set playing the drum That's set awesome. part. So when I can finally put that out, I, I want to keep you know, progressing into music education, even mm-hmm. if I can't always teach. It's about just learning and give, you, give yourself a well-rounded way of thinking about music. It, it only translates into better things like math. Or science. Yeah. It's been proven. They've done studies. Like people who play an instrument have that natural outlet. So they go and pretty much get things done themselves more often versus waiting on someone to teach them how to do it. Right. It doesn't always mean they're right, but they're trying. And I was like, dude, I'm going to just try. And I hadn't even really known Jacob. How long have we even really. We've known each other for a while, but. Yeah. Just he's always. He's, he probably should be working. He thinks he should be working right now, but lucky he's hanging out. <laughs> So he's always oh, working. He's he's always putting in the hours, and he's great at what he does. And I'm like, man, I need this song to be like next level because we're gonna remix everything. You know, we don't have the regular song, so yeah. we're gonna have to redo this. But I want these Tyco drums, and we he killed it. We knocked it out of the park. I think we we did a cool video with all the kids. We went to Vaughn Studios on Riverside and got all the you know the samples for the drums and everything. Yeah. So I think it's gonna be. And we're going to actually, I think, keep the vocals this time. Manifest, I didn't. I just wanted to be about the drums. Just the drums, yeah. But I want this production to be as big as it can be because I want those students to think, you know, yeah. that they can do it. And they can. They can do right. anything. But I don't, I don't want it to be limited in any way. Mm-hmm. So I think having the vocals there is going to keep the song moving. But the drums have such an energy. Like, doo, doo, doo. We have a big 40-inch drum in the back. Oh, nice. Called a Chudaiko. And, I mean, doo, doo. the, the yeah. big one up top is the first thing I really thought about when I'm, you know, do, 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 go, go, go. Oh, you got those big, mm-hmm. like, thumpy parts. I'm like, dude, Tycho drums. Where is that? 
Yeah. So it took us a little bit. I tried to go to Darby. They wanted to charge me $2,200 for eight hours to rent the auditorium without air conditioning. Hey, just then, your own, your own dude, high school and then the Capital wanted to charge $400 an hour for their room. What? Wow. 398 378 We're all from Delaware Hayes. Could have went there for yeah. a lot cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they probably now that I know you. We'll redo the video if we have to. No. But we, we got some really cool stuff, and the kids, you know, I just want to give those people that, even if it's only one time, if you get something that changes the way you, you can do it, yeah. that's where I want to be because I want to help people change the way they think so they can just make it better. Make yeah. it better for all of us, right? not just yourself. And that's where. People like without him, I can't sound good on video or on tape, you know. So I gotta have someone that does that. <laughs> he can come and you know need me. He needs to record people, but yeah. you know that hand in hand, that Hopefully relationship so, yeah. is symbiotic. Hey, you're you're so. helping us out here doing this as well. Like I said, this is something that we kind of we've been doing this podcast now for about two years, I think, year cool. and a half maybe. Um, and it's just been me and obviously these guys too. Like just, we're just learning how to do it ourselves. So and we every time, like I said, Sky has been helping us out with. We got a couple country artists. We did the podcast with yeah. them, and it's just been next person after next person, and it's been growing. And obviously, yeah. like I said with you, it's it's. Yeah, we should try to awesome do it when I'm out on tour or something sometime. Do like a Zoom call. So I hundred percent. Like, hey, I mean, uh, I forget. Right. <laughs> Today is it? Yeah. Okay. It's let's like do this. Seven in the morning for you. Uh, I won't be seven show. in the morning for sure. I'll just stay up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, I mean, if you ever want us a music video, huh, we can do it. You got the face for it. Yeah. <laughs> you got a face for radio, bro. <laughs> Bad joke. Oh, that was funny. Um, I mean, you guys ain't got anything else for him? No. Have no. you guys yeah. ever done anything or talked to, like, someone's house or kind of applicable as well? Or is it more? Story. <laughs> is that the uh, nemesis? This is a good one. <laughs> I, I, I mean, as far as I remember, my old bass player went to church with Tyler. Yeah. And we booked them on their first show at Scully's. They oh, opened shit. for Up Human as wow. a three piece. Yeah. And then he fired them and he hired Josh. And they worth ten million each. <laughs> <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! It's not that. Easy. I'm kind of being a dick, but you know, yeah. That it, you can come from anywhere. You just right. gotta have the know how and have that drive. Yeah. And they just never stop. They they, they have great music, cool videos, mm -hmm. fun. It's inter It's a different energy. You know, it's kind of yeah. like that reggae meets pop. You know, like a I don't know. A little bit just something that kind of takes yeah. you to a beach, but also not really takes you away from the pop radio. Yeah. Like, you know, like a Dirty Heads or something. Like, they're, like, straight right, on. Right. Trying to be, like, reggae. Whereas they still have that pop element with a little bit of that trap kind of into it, but they still have their root songs Anything that are just too. funky. Yeah. yeah. They're a good band as well. Kind of say, Columbus, you guys are, between you and them, putting the Columbus <clears> on the map. That's awesome. Well, I would say Marilyn Manson and Nine Inch Nails, but mm. I'll take it nowadays. I forgot there. I totally forgot they were from Columbus as well. Trent Reznor. Yeah, you didn't know that either. Marilyn Manson's from like Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah. I ain't Columbus. Ohio. Yeah, but thank you, thank you for saying Columbus. But I mean, I still think Devo even put Ohio on the map. You know. Devo's from Ohio. Rush. 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 Guy. Guy Fury. Guy Fury's from Columbus. I'm freaking out, man. He's been in his basement, locked in a closet for two months. LeBron James. LeBron James. They, they land on the moon too. Uh, Dave, Dave Grohl. Dave, Dave, oh wait, Dave Grohl. John Glenn. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Dave, 
Sproles from Ohio, right? I think he was born, he's born in Columbus, moved to Aurora, and then went to Seattle. I feel like the second he was born in Ohio, the second. Eight years <laughs> <laughs> he needed to be yeah. out. <laughs> he needed to it's be like out. a toy machine in the Rutherford Delaware. What put Delaware on the map was Rutherford B. Hayes. Because <laughs> he was born there. And yeah. they tore down his house and put a BP station. <laughs> it was like a, it was like a, a plaque. Rutherford there, B.P. Hayes? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. BP stands for Yeah, there's, there's, like, there's a plaque in front of the BP station Dude, that said Rutherford B. Hayes was born here. Wow. <laughs> Station. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, wait. This is a good story basket. I'll put it away for now. <laughs> you were. My bad, man. I'm sorry. I ruined that. We're laughing at you. It's good. With you or at you, I don't know. They're both good. Uh. Alright, so kind of what we do at the end, we're running on an hour 20 now. Uh, we need to do like a top three for all of our guests we have. And so for you, I thought of a, a pretty good one. Since you're on tour all the time, uh, top three places to poop when you're on the road. I know oh. I, I have my own as well. I Anywhere that's a job. single bathroom, you know, like <laughs> I got the family restroom. I'm, that's my main jam at the airport. 100%. Family restroom, spick and span. You could eat off those counters. Go to the men's. It's yeah, like there's disgusting. a, a yeah, turd right there at the entrance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, drive, I drive for a living basically. And, uh, Lowe's or, or Home Depot's always clean. Yeah, those are definitely good ones. Uh, uh, I mean, we one? we frequent WalMarts and Planet Fitnesses, so Planet, Planet Fitness, Fitness is not bad. Shout Planet out to their black man. membership because that that black card man with the well, value of poop there. Yeah, you're like, hey. Well, they're like, I gotta shit. Yeah, no, you just take a couple extra minutes. It looks like you worked out, and then you just go back. Like, Bye, have a good day. I'm like, to the bus. Uh, some buses have grinders to to poop on it, but you gotta pay an extra like thousand dollars. Oh, so you don't yeah, poop. You're not supposed to. That's like rule number one, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Poop on the bus. Rule number one. No, number two. No, number two. Yeah, we we actually had. I don't know who it was. One of the dudes. They were both single, but uh, one of the dudes brought a chick on the bus years ago. And we were all just partying and drinking and stuff. And they all leave, and we go in the bathroom, and our chill pair comes out. He's like, there's a turd in the toilet. It's a little cute, nice little. It's like, so she must have been peeing. Like, oh, oh, it came out. Oh, no. Can't pick it up now. I'm like, yes, you can. It's stuck to the wall. Pick it up. I've never thought about it. so hard. Because every time I sit down to pee, I poop. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's tough, man. They're, they're like... My turtle head in it. Should I let it go? Even though I don't want to poop, and I'm just, I yeah, sit down to pee because I'm tired. Yeah. I'm exhausted. Put your phone out. It's going to be a long round, boys. I'm a menace, dude. When I'm on tour, I was just going to say, I make a toilet mummy. So I literally take all the toilet paper and I make a mummy. Oh, yeah. Because I don't want to touch it. Yeah. On the fucking mummy. Blue butthole now with a Smurf. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So I put a mummy down in the in the fresh porta potty. So you yeah, go on a bro. <laughs> it's like, like an opposite bungee cord just going up and down. <laughs> I don't know. The other day with my, uh, my daughter, she's like four and a half, she'll be four in September. She uh, wanted to go potty in the porta potty. Yeah. Walked over to the porta potty, opened it up, she looked down that thing, and she's like, oh, nah. I'll wait till we get home, daddy. <laughs> Clean. 9 a.m. porta potty, because by about 10 30, 11 o'clock, it's getting roasting hot in there. Oh, and you already had then the stage techs yeah. who've been working since 7 take their first dump. <laughs> and then there's 10 of those dumps. And you wonder why it's like a. Yeah, that's what she saw. She was like, uh-uh. It's like a steeple of shat, and it's like. Oh, oh. It's tickling. If it's, it's like South Park. You ever watch South Park? Of course. Oh, yeah. All of the bottom of the. Bottom of the bitty. Take the bitty. I was in the army for eight years. We have some poor. Porter potty stories. Dude, that's awesome. Porter potty. Yeah. Two of my best friends in high school they did uh, active marines five years and they got the fuck. Ugh. One time we had we had porter pots for like two fucking weeks. Two weeks for using porter pots. But they never cleaned them. Oh. oh. So what? like oh. how? They never never emptied them. <laughs> oh yeah, no MREs. MREs are really trying to break you down. down. <laughs> yeah, like you, you got to go in the morning. You got to go in the morning because yeah, by nine o'clock it's 120 degrees in there. Oh, I mean, who's to say? You know, I've showed up to a couple of gas stations in like the middle of you know Iowa. Yeah, and they're closed. It's like 9 a.m. You're like, it says it's open at 6 a.m. Parking lot in a bag, man. Dude. That's band-aids. That's early on when we were eating hand sandwiches. You know, bread, bread, put your hand in there. Mm. I washed my hands. I, I hope so. But, yeah, dude, I mean. That's funny. Let's see, where else? Oh, Pilots loves, loves like, all those truck stops. Yeah. If you get the shower room, we don't shower there because it's, like, yeah. 12 to 15 bucks a shower. But if you get those rooms, those are usually cleaned yeah. after, if not every shower, every couple showers because they – they want the truckers to feel yeah. like you know at home a little well, bit. Well, then when you're overseas, don't you get the bidets? Oh yeah, oh heck yeah, bidets. Japan, <laughs> weird, dude. Oh. The Japanese toilet at the restaurants that they filmed that Kill Bill. Day. We ate at that. Oh shit. They had a bidet that came in and out. The seat raised up with a button. What? what? I could find it on my phone somewhere, but yeah, yeah the seat raised up. And then, oh, I gotta sit down quick. Like stop, stop. <laughs> Yeah, but they, I mean, yeah, I, baby wipes are a must on tour. Oh, sure. Oh, even if you're just normal. a little uncomfortable, you know, just been sweating all day, it's like, wipe your face first at that's least, and then, you know. That's, that's a given. I toured with a and uh, one of the members didn't shower for the first 15 days. Mm. Oh, oh, shit. <laughs> dude, that's oh. tight. Um, but yeah, dude, it was, it was I'd be able to smell post one all day. I don't care. Oh. <laughs> fart in my mouth. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> What won't you do? What won't you do? Got these cheeseburgers. Yeah, you need to go to the boat. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, there's, oh, there's places we've been. Like, we stop at this pilot in the middle, or pilot of loves in the middle of a. Uh, New Mexico, Gallup, New Mexico, and it's the middle of nowhere. It's like one of those places where like, hey, 150 miles, no services, oh, you shit. better have Go. extra gas, especially yeah. if you're towing a van and a trailer. And so we we just puffed it there on gas fumes. We have 50 miles to E, and it's like, boom, down to E up one. It goes down worse. Dude, what? My singer's up there driving. He's like, oh, we're going to 
We pulled over and stopped for five minutes because we were pondering whether we just stay there and wait for someone or just try to run out of gas. Like, well, we should just keep continuing down yeah. the road closer. <laughs> Civilization. <laughs> okay, yeah. So we get back in the van. We're like, all right, we're that's a cool scenic view. Got out, still you know stressed about it. We get there. There's a couple times actually that this has happened. So this one time, the midday, we're, me and my bass player Ron are walking in, and he's he's a CrossFit dude. He's pretty more. He's pretty buff. He's a little bigger. So we walk in, and he like. Van Dam's the door open and he hits this guy with the door, like oh. smashes him with the door. And he's like, Oh, sorry, man. And we look up and there's these big dudes at the counter washing their face. And they all look up at us. And we're like, Oh, sorry, guys. You know, didn't mean to do that. And, and this other little guy turns around and he's missing an eye. <laughs> it's Fetty Wap. What? You know Fetty Wap? Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's fine. Yeah. Also, yeah. him and his band. He's like, are you guys a band? And they're like, yeah, we're from Jersey. We're Fetty Wap. And Fetty Wap's wearing like this New Mexico shawl, you know, that comes off. Yeah. He's like, yeah, man. He's like this tall in his eye. I'm like, that's Fetty Wap, dude. So the next time we go there, it's, this is one of the times I drove home from L.A. without sleeping. Yeah. It's 13 hours in. We stop in New Mexico. Uh, I get out. I stretch. I see a couple little camper vans. And it's just our little van there. And I walk in. And I, you, know, you assess the situation in all these little pilots because yeah. they're all set up differently. So I look over. There's a subway counter. And then there's two people there, and then look over here at the checkout. There's a dude in like burlap shirt and potato sack pants with like a hipster hat, you yeah. know, band of horses hat. And the girl next to him has a unicorn onesie on. <laughs> I might be sleep deprived tripping. Look over to the left of the subway counter. You're the, in the right place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the, the dude at the counter has this crazy curly gray hair and like scruffy little beard. And then the person next to him, I didn't know it was a girl or a guy, had a yellow hoodie on, hood up. Like silver bubble wrap pants, like what? really thick bubble wrap pants with yeah. these big Doc Martens. And so she turns around and walks by me, and it's Miley Cyrus. What? It's, what? it's, it's when she pilot? eloped with her ex husband. Like they eloped and just went driving yeah. in the country. So Miley Cyrus walks around and she smiled at me a little bit. She had these like diamond things on her cheek, and I was like, Miley Cyrus. Holy shit. <laughs> the guy at the subway counter ended up being the singer for the Flaming Lips. Huh. Whatever, because he was dating Miley's friend, so they were like two couples that were there. And so I go in the bathroom, I'm standing there peeing, and my singer and bass player come in after me because they just woke up, and I'm like, "Did you guys see Miley Cyrus?" They're like, "Do we need to drive?" Like, Are you good? <laughs> like no, dude, Miley Cyrus. Right then, our guitar player busted. Dude, Miley Cyrus. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, everyone stops at this one because you have to. It's where you gotta stop there. So we go outside. We're talking to the little the, the New Mexico security guard that's sitting there, and and I'm like, "Is that Miley?" He's like. Yeah, be cool, man. I'm like, dude, we're cool. We're not fanboys like that. We just were wandering. Yeah. And so we found her Instagram, and she took a picture with that same security guard. So like, yep, Miley Cyrus. It's crazy. Yeah. Same yellow hoodie and little bedazzled whatever she does. That's mullet, probably. A bedazzled <laughs> mullet. Billy. Oh, Billy. He's one of my heroes, man. I grew up with Billy Ray. Oh, yeah. Tell that my heart. My achy, breaky fart. <laughs> Yeah, that's all. I like the poop talk. That's good. Bro, my, my face hurts from laughing. <laughs> oh, all right. <clears throat> We're kind of in this in this now. Uh, oh shit! Before that, we'll even you know, I'll let you go ahead and you know promote anything you want to promote. Drumabuse. Yeah. Com. Uh, all, I got drumabuse.com. I have merch in close to forty states. It's like thirty-seven. I, I actually lost my website server a couple last year, about a little over a year. 
So I, I lost a lot of the data, but I wrote down I have at least 36 states and 11 countries that I have merch in, including Russia and, uh, you know, Germany. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. Uh, my buddy was working overseas. I want to say it was like Iran or something like that. And he, he was like detonating landmines and stuff. Mm. So um, drum abuse is just a cool, fun, creative outlet. Drum up an idea, abuse your creativity. It's not just about drumming. And that's why the splatter paintings, you can hang my paintings upside down. It's just changing yeah. your perception and, or perspective, whichever one it has to be that day. And, you know, I, I love doing things like riding motorcycles because you're always asking questions when you're riding down the road. Uh, I play didgeridoo. I actually taught myself how to circuit to breathe in seven days. So that's just something that no one can really teach me, but I had to go and someone to learn it. So I yeah. did. And I make them. I dry out trees. I make them out of PVC pipes. They look like saxophones from the back of a toilet. <laughs> you know? So the, just those little things have just kind of kept me moving in a, in a positive direction because mm -hmm. it's really easy to go left or right. And then all of a sudden you're stuck. And so I just want to try to figure out how to change myself if no one else is there. Yeah. Especially in Trailer Park Boys in France. <laughs> if I don't have any of those things like paintings or what, what do I have then? So it's always about, you know, rediscovering yourself and, and just kind of reimagining what you could do better. It's not always about being uncomfortable to be wrong. Yeah. Sometimes if you're uncomfortable, it's better because you can be more right. And it's just the glass of rum half, half full, yeah. you know? Yeah, I 100% agree. Uh, like I said, for us with this, like I told you before, <clears throat> we're just doing this podcast. One, it's just another reason for us to hang out, honestly. But when it comes down to it, we definitely want everybody to feel like they are kicking it with the guys, you know, hanging out and just, you know, shooting the shit. I think they got that with this one. Absolutely, 100%. You guys know some things I shouldn't tell you about pooping in a parking lot, but <laughs> it's life. I mean, it is life. Those are the stories you don't hear about on the road, like with the rock stars. I'm sure there's way worse things that happen on the road that I, dude, oh, one more thing. Piss jugs. Oh, my God. Oh. When you're driving down any entrance ramp of a freeway, look for them. They are almost I've everywhere. The little Gatorade bottles that look yeah. up, like, oh, is that a yellow that one? No. <laughs> it's that one trucker who's been sitting there for eight hours. He's got a kidney infection. <laughs> and his bladder is shooting stones out. That is that jug. Like, oh, my God, they're all over. Once you see it, you'll, you're going to be like, oh. Because, you know, once you see something, you're like, it's on your radar. Now you see it everywhere. Like, oh, it's a new slug bug. Now they're everywhere. Yeah. You know? It's like that. And when you're cruising, sitting up in the front of the bus and stuff, you're like, oh, piss jug. Oh, look, a whole gallon of piss. That's nice. Oh, cool. Like, oh. We've uh, yeah, that's a new record. I have stories of when I worked at DirecTV and like going to people's houses and people oh. just having, oh, yeah. Weird stuff. things hanging oh, off the mirrors and, and stuff. Everything, so the worst. everything you think of. But. What is it about Keenan porn objects? <laughs> On or in? <laughs> I don't know. Give me an example. <laughs> Want to elaborate? You, you mean just like... <laughs> You mean well, like, like a shiwi? Dude, do you not get a shiwi? They work. I don't have one. No, I I use mine up. No. Okay, one more, one more, one more story. Go about for turds. it. I'll take it. So, so, no rule number one: no pooping, no number two on the bus. The first day, we have a new cello player. His name is Jonathan. He's a sweet dude. He actually doesn't tour with us because he had a third kid. So his wife, she's a chemist. She was holding it down. You know, yeah. he's a just great cello player, trying to do his best just to get something unique in his life and. And his first night on the bus, bless his heart, he comes walking up to the front, and a couple of us were sitting up there with the driver just hanging out, and he's like, hey, guys. And our tour manager at the time, she wasn't the nicest person. I won't say her name, Liz. Um, <laughs> she, you know, we just had a, just, you butt heads. People just don't yeah. work together well sometimes. Yep. So at this time, we were all getting along, but she just was very sarcastic and dry and like, hey, I'm in charge. Yeah. Kind of thing. And you're like, you just showed up two days before this guy did, so no, not really. <laughs> but she's like... 
you got to take a crap, go in a bag. We all kind of laugh. He's like, all right. <laughs> Five minutes later, he's like, hey, guys, I pooped. This is like Borat. You know, he's like, I got this bag. <laughs> put the window down. So he just put his hand on the window. <laughs> like, dude, listen. Bag. Rule number two, warn us if you got number two coming up to the front. We can have the window ready to go, and we won't be sitting here to pass it over for you <laughs> after the window. <laughs> I've also done it. I had to. So we're the two kings of the bus, you know. Just, hey, Sal, I'm coming up there. <laughs> Hopefully it's like late at night so everyone else is sleeping so you don't gotta be embarrassed. But yeah. you don't really have time to just go pull off and stop for everyone who wants mm-hmm. to go to the bathroom. So it's part of the regiment, man. It's part of just about learning how your body works, how your mind works, <laughs> how, how my the kids. system works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Daddy's, Daddy's not, not stopping. stopping. You, don't, you don't eat a lot of sushi like at 9 p.m. You know, you yeah. gotta wait for like 1 p.m. the next day or Mexican food at nights. It's risky. Especially you, white you spaces. Taco Bell all? I can't Taco Bell It's better. I mean, it's not better than. McDonald's a lot in, in Europe, but I pride myself on this last tour I went. For six weeks, I didn't eat McDonald's until the last two days in is, Moscow. Is it like they say? It's not completely different. It's actually the most consistent food around the world. So if, if you, Not yeah. that you should eat it every day, but right. if your body's used to a double cheeseburger, it's way better than borscht and potatoes. Master. Do you even know what that is? Nope. Borscht is that <laughs> Russian red beet soup. Yeah. It's like pho. You have to add 10 things to it to make it taste good. <laughs> yeah. So, where's the A1? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, A1? <"Hey>, oh. <laughs> like, and they just bring you more borscht. You're like, oh. oh. <laughs> the borscht and potatoes. Um, add to it. So, the oh. McDonald's kind of starts to, I mean, they have like pasta in Italy and weird fish things in Japan and stuff. You know, they have very like cultural. They're still trying to be aware of that. So, it's not just all about cheeseburgers. But if you can eat cheeseburgers and nuggets on a ration thing, you know, eat some during the day, it's not that bad. But your body's not going to freak out over it. You yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, they have a double double Big Mac. Oh, what? So a double Big Mac is four patties. Yeah. One, two, three, four. They also have Jesus a double Christ. chicken and beef. They have a chicken and a, and a burger. I'm like, I do that all the time when I'm at night, you know? Like, <laughs> I already put my burger on my chicken sandwich, yeah. so they have that. Oh my god! And actually, their quality's a little better over there. They're not as capitalist. Hmm. Not as cheap with it. It's not about the more is better. It's about yeah. still about some quality. So those burgers sometimes are like, oh yeah, not bad. Yeah, hmm. it's just McDonald's, but sometimes that feels like home. Yeah. Oh, I need. I've eaten Taco, <laughs> yeah. I ate Taco Bell in Japan too. Taco Bell in Japan. That was kind of interesting. Better than here. Was... Cheesy gordita crunch was not the same thing. Was like the... it just was like this is weird. I gotta eat it though. <laughs> Still looking for the Applebee's or Chili's like in, in Russia. Oh, Go yeah. over to the two for two and get those like appetizer crap appetizers. Thanks for letting me hang out. This is awesome. Dude, yeah. Like I said, any any time. Like I said, if you want to do it on your own tour, absolutely. Cool. I'm not gonna deny that one bit. Uh I wanna thank obviously uh Hilliard's station barn venue. Uh they actually have July twenty second. Josh Melton is coming here to do a show. Get your tickets at thestationbarnvenue.com. Uh, drum abuse, obviously, Starset Online. I believe what it is. Starset Online, yeah, I don't know. Go get down, is that download, a band? Google it. Right. <laughs> download all the music. Get them up to 4 billion streams. If yeah, you can. that'd be great. That'd be awesome. 10 billion. Uh, anything else from you guys you can think of? No. Uh, I don't have anything else. All right. Thank you guys so much. Thank Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thank nice you, to meet man. you guys. Like I said, uh, I can't thank you enough for how awesome this was. Absolutely, like I said, it's been, been one, a blast. Coming from a fan as well as you know, just being a down. It's cool, man. I didn't, people, man. I, you know, to meet you now. I didn't, I didn't know any of this stuff. So hopefully, yeah. you guys, everyone who was listening, got something cool out of it. And 
just ask questions. You can always email me, and if you have questions and stuff, I, I try my best to help people, and yeah. you know, in a lot of ways. But you know, Instagram, Facebook kind of gets can get buried sometimes. So drum abuse all on drum abuse uh, at gmail .com or just drum abuse is Instagram. Yeah. Cool. All right then. Uh, well, for us, it's the average podcast. Chris Webb, Tyler Thomas, Mikey Scheid, Kevin Kevin Salier, and of course, Albert. Oh my God, Adam Gilbert. Jacob Mooney. Jacob, Jacob Mooney. Mooney. Damn, Jacob the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> I, I can't drink some beer. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Talk about poop. Talk about poop. I'm on a podcast. Thanks, guys. Uh, we love you guys. We're out. Love you, man. Yep. Cheers. 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 I'm out. Oh, you're out. <laughs> Let's go get another one. He's so bad. You were in the army. Falling and following. This love is in retrograde. Falling and following I can see the darkness Manifest Trapped inside the love